The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Jody, I am so ready for this. I'm super pumped. We have an especially sweet show for today. Sweet. Are you? I, I mean, like I'm we're so excited. I know. So, um, I want to say that I saw this our guest today on a reality show um, called Cleveland Hustles. And before we introduce Wesley, um, I just want to say, Jody, that. I just think people that go on reality shows in general are very brave. Maybe not the Kardashians, but like people that are on reality shows who talk about their business, whether it's Shark Tank or Cleveland Hustles or The Apprentice. Well, maybe we shouldn't go to The Apprentice, but you know, there's, there's, it, they have to have courage, right? Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Because they're really opening up their, their life to TV and you know TV producers aren't all what they say they are you know like you, they do all this recording and then you know they show three minutes of what they want you to see as opposed to what actually happens in real life or how right. things like totally work out um, but you know me I'm all about reality TV that's like my favorite thing in the world to watch is I know like, all reality TV so I know I know and that's why I got sucked into Cleveland Hustles which I, I don't know if people know but it's um, LeBron James's new show that's supposed to support entrepreneurs and you know the way they do it um, I just saw the one with Wesley and he is the founder of Akron Honey and he was um, I guess they call it like in competition with this leather goods company and they both had to you know, do a, a variety of things in order to like get an investment, right? So they, I think they had to do a pop-up shop and they had to like sell a certain amount of product. And, you know, it was like in, in a matter of like 48 hours. And, and I, you know, Wesley, I have to say was probably the underdog in the episode because he didn't have as much team as like the leather goods. I think they were called Fount. And, but he like, he like busted it, you know, he like, he went after it and he did not give up. And, you know, I was rooting for him. And so at the end, the investor decided to give, you know, both of the companies an investment, which was not something they had done before. And Wesley ended up declining, which I thought was like so interesting. So we have Wesley Bright on the show today. He's the founder of Akron Honey, and he started Akron Honey in a vacant lot in Akron. And and basically, um, that was the beginning of his urban agricultural enterprise. So 
Wesley does a lot. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a musician. He's a community activist. And he learned how to do, um, which is a highly skilled craft of micro-batching honey. So I want to learn all about that today. Um, and I want to hear about, you know, his experience on the show. So we have to welcome Wesley Bright. Hey, how and you guys doing today? <laughs> Did I get everything right, Wesley, about the show? <laughs> you got it. You got it all. You you got okay. it all. Uh, you uh, you got it pretty close when you when you um, said Akron. It, it, most people say uh, from Akron, they say Akron, but folks who aren't from Akron say Akron, just like you did. <laughs> I <laughs> said Akron, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Akron. Okay. It's Akron. We have we have our. It's an accent. We have our accent. That's all. <laughs> Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So, so I have to ask you to kick, you know, just to kick off the show. What was it like being on that reality show? I mean, how did you even get that opportunity? And what was it like to be like? What was the experience like? It was cool. It's like a, you know, it, you, you come to see that it's like a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, how many times you gonna end up on a, uh, uh, a reality show where where you have a chance at expanding your 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 business like who you are uh, it's a it was a big deal you know um it was very it was very stressful <laughs> I yeah it, was it seemed very like stressful, it man yeah it was it was a uh, and I'm no I'm no stranger to a lot of work and a lot of hustle I mean Cleveland hustle when they when they said oh it's Cleveland hustle I was like okay that's my everyday but you know so I'm not not a stranger to it but you know I. You know, it was a lot of work that had to be uh, done in a very short amount of time um, to to achieve the goal. Yeah, and so how did you even get the opportunity? Like, was there a tryout, or did they come to you, or how did that work? Um, well, they, yeah, they, they heard about me. I believe one of my uh, uh, another one of my entrepreneur entrepreneur friends um, passed my name on to to them because they were contacting. They said you might want to check out Wesley with Akron Honey Company and. So they called me, and the first time they called me, I thought it was like, you know, a scam. Like, they mm-hmm. want me to get some money. They want me to pay something to be on a show or something. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, I, I, I spoke with them, and, you know, they, uh, they, they gave me the scoop. And, and um, you know, I, I said, okay, I guess I can move forward. But actually, I almost didn't do it because even though, uh, uh, even though they uh, said, you know, uh, you get an investment, and there, there weren't all these details at first, but then when more details started coming out, I started feeling like, I don't know, maybe this is not for me. So I actually declined it later on, and, um, and you know, a month from that time, I got an email back saying, hey, you might want to still think about this. This is a great opportunity. And so they kind of just, like, talked me off of the ledge a little bit, and I just kind of went forward with it at that time. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it is, it's kind of an interesting episode to watch because you really are hustling like, and both, both of you guys, both of the companies are, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work to create a pop-up shop in like, you know, two days and then, you know, try to sell, make a quota on terms of how much product to sell. So, but ultimately you decided to decline the investment, which I was like, whoa, he's declining the investment. This is amazing. You know, so what prompted, I mean, obviously there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes, but you know, what prompted you to say, yeah, no, I, I'm actually, I'm all set. <laughs> well, there's a few reasons. Now, contrary to what the show, uh, was able to capture and, and show to the world, um, you know, it were several reasons why I said no. The show, uh, the, the reason the show uh, uh, focused in on was, you know, my family. So 
you know, I have a wife and two little girls, uh, you know, nine and five years old, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cleveland, I'd have to, if I won, I'd have to open up this store in West Cleveland, in Gordon Square, where it's a really cool, hip spot, um, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a commute, man, so, you know, starting mm-hmm. a business and running a startup is, is a lot of work in and of itself, you're like always there, but if you take me and put me, you know, uh, 30, eight miles away from where, I, where my wow. my family's at, I mean, I'd be just there all the time. And, and right. I can't, they can't just easily come up and see me within five minutes or something. So obviously that played into it. Um, if, uh, for those who, I know when you saw the, the, the show, another big reason was, you know, we by the end of the episode, by the end of our pop-up, we realized that, all right, well, skincare is where we need to be. You know, I kind of felt like, man, I, I've been missing the boat this whole time. But, you know, I guess it was a, it a time and place for everything. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we realized skincare is where we got to be. So even though, uh, you know, we, he said, yeah, here's this money, I didn't feel comfortable taking the money because, uh, you know, I was saying, I'd be saying yes based off a plan I didn't even have yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, that shows that he had faith in, in, in us and me, and I had faith in us and me, but... I got common sense too. <laughs> you know, right. when you just like take on a, a contractual obligation that's tied to a lot of money, uh, you know, based on a plan that doesn't even exist yet, you know. So well, and especially too, reason. it's a it's a partnership, right? Or like they're coming in and now you have to report to someone. And if you've always been on your own, that's a whole new dynamic that you have to deal with. As well as yeah. like the due the due diligence process, because I read and I'm sure it's very similar, but I know like um, in Shark Tank, they said that they give all these offers, but a lot of times they actually don't even come to fruition because after the investors do all the due diligence, all of a sudden they decide that, you know, it's not going to work and, and they end up going separate ways, which mm. is sometimes a good thing. But it, it's just interesting to me um, that, you know, they make it into this TV show. And yet when you actually do real business deals, a lot of times it's months and months and not all in, you know, a half hour episode. And then the other thing is, is what about like the exposure that it's given you? I'm sure that's just been exponentially awesome for you, correct? Yeah, it's been great. It's, uh, you know, it, it's definitely opened a lot of doors. Um, the, the, I guess the biggest impact exposure-wise was how my city reacted to my decision. Um, so I had this watch party and uh, at, a local, at a local eatery it's called the Mustard Seed, and uh, and um, everyone was on the edge of their seat because they saw that we exceeded our goal as well as Found. And shout out to Found, Jackie and Philip. They know how to get it done. They're awesome. Um, but uh, but everyone saw that, you know, we did great. And, you know, even though we were the under- underdogs, both companies did, you know, exceeded our goal. But when they found out that, you know, uh, Chef Sawyer said, hey, I'm going to uh, invest in both, everyone was like, all right, he made it. But then when I said no, Everyone, like, you know, had a question mark above their head for, like, 30 seconds, and then everyone kind of went crazy because they realized that a part of that reason is because it needed to stay in Akron. And uh, as a result, I mean, although I didn't have uh, investors behind me, I have an entire city behind me, a city that has entrepreneurs there who have marketing folks uh, living here, who have production folks living here, who have skincare professionals living here. So I've got a lot more um, immediately at my at my disposal as far as resources than I would have uh, otherwise. That's amazing. Do, do you feel like it yeah. it strengthened you as an entrepreneur by making that decision? I mean, how did you? I mean, obviously the impact on your city there was an impact there, but what about for you personally? 
Yeah, um, it's gonna. I, I realized that it was going to make me work harder because if I didn't have, if I don't have that that uh, that startup capital there, uh, you know, right there, it means I'm going to have to hustle to get it, and that means that I, I got to sharpen my skill set. That means that I can't, I can't make mistakes. I can't afford to make mistakes. Like I have to mm-hmm. be the best. I've got to be. Uh, the most innovative. I've got to have the best story, and I've got to tell. And I got to tell that story in a way that uh, that people aren't used to. That they that they do like. So it's going to make me. And this is a work in progress, but it's going to make me better by far. And I, I mean, that's realistically, this is going to make me great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, Wesley, it's awesome to have you on the show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about Akron. Akron. Akron honey. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Akron honey. No, um, no, you did good. You did good. <laughs> we're going to talk more about your brand, what you're doing. I you know you have a lot of things going on, so stay tuned. Cool. the boardroom to you voice america business network tax compliance can be a pain for businesses but avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing it's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Hey, 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 you're listening. 
listening to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Wesley Bright. Uh, he is the founder of Akron Honey and was on the reality show Cleveland Hustles. Um, so, Wesley, like, tell us about Akron Honey. What do you guys do? What do you guys produce? Tell us everything. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, we've been known, Akron Honey Company has been known for our uh, honey, micro-batching honey. So that means pretty much harvesting in small enough batches so that uh, our end user, our consumer, can actually experience the different varieties, the different tastes, textures, smells of the, of the honey. Um, you know, we started, we started by, uh, you know, as a, as a need for the community to make it better. Um, there, there was this vacant lot uh, around the corner from my house where uh, I passed it every day. It used to be a house there, and they raised it, and, you know, this is in the city. So, you know, it was raised, and now it's a vacant lot with, with you know, tall grass and tires and stuff. So I bought it, and uh, someone convinced me to uh, raise bees, and I'm like, you know, and probably not, but, but then, like, I took a trip down to Amish country um, in southern Ohio and uh, had some some uh, honey that I, I guess it was right from the hive because it tasted different than anything I've ever tasted before, and I came back up uh, to Akron, and um, my uh, guitar player uh, in my band, he uh, had some, some more honey from some for some of his friends who, I guess, knew some beekeepers, and he didn't want it, so I tasted it, and it was, it was great, and I kind of like just thought to myself, man, I think I need to, like, you know, suck it up and raise these bees. So, you know, I started doing it, and, uh, you know, it was a snowball effect. And it wasn't just honey, as I saw, that uh, people wanted to consume. They, they, they wanted to consume this experience. And uh, we were giving them this unique experience that started from a, de- a devotion and dedication to people and places. So, uh, you know, we were building better places by creating this, uh, turning this vacant lot into something that's pretty and beautiful for the community, and we created better people, I guess revitalizing people, um, by holding these open markets from the bee yard where people can come and buy honey and having the city shut down this, this street that's a brick road right in front of the apiary uh, so that we can have this big, uh, what we call Akron Honey Company Market Day where all these different participants, vendors, uh, you know, show off what they have. And it's like a little mini market, um, so that's how we kind of wow. like revitalize. That's how you revitalize is to you revitalize people first, and then the area is revitalized. Well, mm. and I'm sure it gives people a purpose. You as well to go because you have to take care of the bees, right? You have to go like I don't do you feed them or like forgive me for not understanding beekeeperness, but how do you take <laughs> care of them okay. and what is what's involved? Well, you know, I I, I spend there's about sixty thousand bees in each hive, and I spend individual time with each one every day now i'm playing i mean obviously that's not true but uh what we do is uh we we um you know we gotta you gotta keep bees it's not about like honey it really isn't it's about how well you can take care of these honeybees uh that are in your colonies um in your apiary and that will you know allow them to produce a lot of honey um so the so the objective isn't to you know harvest honey that's not that's just the end of result of good um animal husbandry uh to the bees so i mean oh my god i love this language (laughs) i love the language oh thanks it's a real beekeeper language so so do you walk your bees no so like what is that what does it involve to take care of a beehive because i've never or a bee apiary like what what does that involve is that like three times a day you have to take care of it or what what's 
yeah, the work yeah, part. no problem. Well, it depends. It depends on time of year. So inspections are critical. So you got to inspect your hive on a routine basis. Um, you know, during and then it, it varies during this different times of year. So like during the spring, you know, that's when they have their swarming tendency. So you know, honestly, you need to be in there every six days, around six days to actually five to six, seven days to make sure they have enough space and the queen doesn't feel crowded because she already has a tendency to want to swarm, which pretty much is, means that the hive is at a time during the year where it's, it, it, the, the numbers grow so much, they run out of space, and she's like, okay, let's take half the colony and go establish a home elsewhere. And by the way, we'll leave a lot of, a lot of eggs here so they can raise their own queen, which will now be the new hive. So you got to, like, make sure you're ahead of that before it happens or you just lost half your workforce. So, I mean, you need to, you need to be on top of that. Um, also, from, like, from a disease or well-being perspective, you've got to make sure that your bees aren't subject to, like, um, or reduce the likelihood of them being subject to different uh, pests in the hive, like, you know, the, the hive beetles, um, wax moths, or the, the vampiric um, varroa mite, which is a real bad problem. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot that, that goes on with it. And, you know, I mean, some, a lot of beekeepers feed their bees, which you'll, you need to do at times when, when, uh, like the, what we call the nectar flow isn't happening. Maybe they ran out of, you know, honey or running short of honey. But if you leave enough honey for them, you, you won't have to feed them. So did you teach yourself how to do all of this? Like, how did you end up, I mean, because I think it, I'm just caught on the fact that your friend was like, yeah, you know, encouraging you to be a beekeeper, and then all of a sudden you're a beekeeper. Like, I mean, because it seems like it's a very technical job where you need to really pay attention to these creatures, you know, that are really important to the earth. So I'm just curious, like, were you ever, you know, how did you teach yourself all of this stuff? Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of folks ask me this, and I respond to, uh, in this way where I'm a millennial, so, you know, I just Googled it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but, uh, wow. no, nah, I mean, I did look it up online. There's a, there's, with technology, there's, there's no reason not to be able to learn a, a lot online. However, it's smart to also uh, connect with people who've done it before. So I took on two uh, local mentors who are, who are beekeepers who – really helped me out, Laura Urban and um, uh, Sarah Smithers. She, they both uh, helped me out in, in, in figuring out, finding, finding my way in, with the bees. Because uh, there is but, – but, I mean, I also, like, I, I did learn a lot. You learn most, mostly just, like, in the practice. So the yeah. more you're out in the bee yard learning, the more – the better you're going to be because there's a lot of things that could happen that you're not going to find out in the first year, second year, or third year, or in fourth year, even so forth and so on. So I read too online that your bees make different kinds of honey and each kind, like that's why it's a small batch, right? So what makes the bee or what makes the honey have like a specific flavor, like from the bees? That's a great question. Um, like it's based on the, the plants that the bees decide to go to. Um, okay. And and as we know, different plants uh, are present, are more prevalent during different times of year. So you know, in the during uh, April, May, June, July, you got a lot of clover. In our our area, you got a lot of mint. Um, you got a lot of uh, uh, what is it, basswood? Uh, oh, black locust uh, has a heavy bloom in the cities uh, here during you know May. So um, you get that then, but then you know later on in the year, you get like some Japanese knotweed. You get 
um, you know, milkweed, things like that. So if you harvest in small enough batches, uh, small controlled measured batches, you can absolutely harvest some outstanding colors, flavors, uh, textures that that'll that'll make people question what you did. <laughs> a lot of people have said wow. after they say, "Oh, I don't like honey," and I'm like, "Here, just taste this." And they're like, oh, "I like this. What did you do to it?" I'm like, well, <laughs> I I pretty much I gave it I, I harvested it in a way that gave it its own identity. I, you know, I don't blend different apiaries together, which is a bee yard. An apiary is a bee yard. I don't blend mm-hmm. those together. I don't even blend different seasons with even the, within the same apiary together. So you get, you know, every, every jar of honey is, is, is branded based on the location and the time at which I harvest it. So you know the when and where of your honey. Wow. I'm like speechless. This is kind of amazing. And so you're set you, but you ultimately sell that honey, right? Like that's part of, that's been one of your major products. And now I know that you're going into skincare, but you're, you actually sell the honey, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The honey, I mean, sucks. The the problem I have is every time I put it out, you know, put some honey out, I, it sells out. So, I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the problem I have. It sells pretty well. And it's, I mean, because of the artistry and the uh, craft, I don't like this whole, you know, craft beer, craft artisan firewood or something. I know that's like, you know, a bunch of ping words now at this point, but realistically, I guess there's a certain alchemy uh, about what I'm doing, and that does demand like a premium because you just can't, you, first of all, on the store shelves, you really can't get that. Uh, they'll say it's artisan, but it really, you know, it, it's who knows where it's from. Um, you know, but, you know, my stuff is, is a bit different. So, so how, much, I- how much are you actually producing, like in terms of jars? Um, uh, it, it could, it could range, um, like right now, like, I think I'm about at 600 pounds of, of honey this year. Um, so that could be, and it depends on how much, like I, I decide to, uh, like use for promotion, promotional purposes, like tasting and things like that. But, you know, uh, 128 pound, uh, 128 pound bucket. I mean, that'd be like a hundred jars or so. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got about, <laughs> got about like 15 to 20 of those right now. And I may have to harvest again. I don't know. I possibly. And how many people are working with you to help take care of all these bees? Cause it seems like a lot of work. Um, it, 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 it is a lot of work. I've, I've been able to, uh, do very, very well, like managing it myself. Um, but I am going to be taking on some like interns and, and folks just want to learn. Um, so like at, at times I'll have different folks coming in, not like enough to say, Oh yeah, I've got like 15 people, but you know, I've got one or two here and there who are helping out just, just a little bit. But in, in, in the future, uh, as I like take on more, cause I want to get, I really want to kind of discover different, different, t- different types, uh, not types, but colors and textures in different areas. So I'm going to start, like, uh, up another apiary, maybe a little bit um, more westward of where my uh, original location is at so I can, you know, have maybe 10 more hives out there. At that point, then I'll have to, you know, take on some more help. So I this is a question about the bees because I'm just curious. Do they have personalities? You know, like, because, <laughs> you know, bees get a bad rap, right? You, you anger a bee and it stings you. But I'm just curious, like, because since you work with them intimately, like, do they have personalities? <laughs> no, I say they have instincts, but they uh-huh. they kind of do have. 
I guess some people could say uh, they do have personalities, and, and, and that is, and this is pretty cool. So all the, the bees in the colony are mostly workers, and there, there, there's some that are, you know, boy bees, which are drones, but most of them are workers, and they're all girls, they're all sisters, and their mom is the queen. And a lot of times their temperament is based on their mom. So, like, if the mom has got, like, attitude, you know, that hive will be a little bit hotter, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, it'll be wow. a little hot sometimes. Yeah. And if, if the mom is cool and calm, the whole colony is going to be all good, you know. That's amazing. I love that. So, and, yeah. Have you gotten stung? I mean, how many, like, you're not allergic to bees, right? I don't think so. I mean, I've been stung before, so. Uh, um, and, and most of the time, your bees are, like, I'll say friendly bees, right? Because even though you're disrupting them and you're going in to take care of their apiary or whatever, do, do they they like that? I mean, like, because you're actually taking care of them, do they kind of develop a relationship with you? Or you're still, like, kind of that, I don't want to say the intruder, but you're doing something to them and, and they're not liking it? Well, they're, they're, that's a good question. They're, they're not like us, you know. A lot of folks who aren't beekeepers believe that, you know, there's this personal connection you have with the bees, and it's, I, I say that's true, but it's not mutual. You know, they're they're uh, they're instinctual. They're going to, uh, you know, they're they're going to operate within their own society. If we come inside of their house, they're going to act accordingly. They're going to get defensive. I mean, you're going in. They don't know who we are. <laughs> yeah, they don't know right. who we are. So you know, I think they build up more of a tolerance for us beekeepers going inside of their their home. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk to Wesley about his new space, which is really exciting, and um, a foray into skincare. And also, you know, Jody's gonna talk a little bit about the financial underwear drawer. Ooh-hoo-hoo. So stay tuned. <laughs> America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. 
We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold. And we first have to give a quick shout out to Avalara, who does sales tax. Um, so if you need help with your sales tax, connect up with Avalara. Uh, and we are talking to Wesley, who has been telling us all about his bees that he's raising in Akron, in Akron Ohio. And he is... I'm from the Midwest as well, Chicago, so I have that thick <laughs> accent. But um, he's been so interesting to me as when I think about bees, I would think that they would be in the farm, right, or on a farm, and he's raising them in the middle of the city. But, you know, this is my favorite part of the show, and we're going to actually talk about his financial underwear drawer. So I'm going to get a little bit person personal here, Wesley. But I guess Uh-oh. my question for you is, is as you work with your hives, um, how do you know how much production you're going to get out of them so you can actually develop kind of a forecast or a financial forecast to figure out what you can, um, what you're going to produce to sell? Because I would assume that, you know, the bees may give you a lot of honey, I'll say one season and not the honey that you expected the next season. And how do you work with that from a financial perspective within your small business to make sure that, you know, you can still feed your family and pay yourself, et cetera. So how, how have you dealt with that kind of um, inventory issue or not understand or not knowing what the inventory will be? That's a great question, outstanding question. Um, and that, can, that can be answered in so many different ways. Um, you know, the number there are a few factors that impact how much you're going to get and 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 uh i mean one of the, the the one factor i already spoke about that and touched on it was um how good a beekeeper you are you know if you are an okay beekeeper and you know you're not staying ahead of swarming you're not studying staying ahead of um you know pest control you're going to have you know you, hopefully your colony makes it through the year and maybe hopefully they make it through the winter and you know, maybe if they do make it through the winter, they need to have a lot of numbers um, so that they can, you know, so that they can start producing a lot of honey for you. So first, that's the first thing. you got to be a good beekeeper. Actually, you got to be a great beekeeper, but um, I'm doing good right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, another factor is it's real tricky to kind of like gauge uh, the cost per um, the cost per jar uh, of honey that I'm producing. The reason why is because um, it, it, there's no constant, uh, there's no or consistent type of, uh, how should I say, w- way of beekeeping because you may have to, I may have to put some hours in on uh, one day this week, but then, you know, uh, it, like three hours today. Uh, next week, it may just be an hour. Uh, the week after, it may be 30 minutes. It may be a little bit more. So 
try like, figuring out and averaging how much time it takes is tricky sometimes because it takes a long, long time to kind of get down. And again, that's also influenced by how good a beekeeper you are. Um, but uh, there's like I just I just established a general rule of thumb with each hive. So you know, uh, and, I, and I'm and I'm factored based on worst case scenario. So worst case scenario for me, if I harvest only once from from a uh, from any given hive, you know, one harvest for me could be like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. You know, eight fifty to a thousand dollars or something like that. So, um, say for instance, worst case scenario, I'm factoring that. Uh, hopefully it works out. But what if you know what, what could happen? Also, because we work on agriculture, you know, it could be a really wet season or something, or an overly dry season. So you know, the season can give us conditions under which it's not exactly uh, optimal for 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 the honey crop. So that could happen too. There's a lot of things you just got to get comfortable with this ambiguity. Honestly, that's what it comes down to: is, is not knowing and figuring out and controlling the controllable. And, that's that's it. And um, wow, yeah. And what did you do before you started your bees? So were you in another business or how did you get kind of the entrepreneurial business acumen or you just kind of jumped jumped off and said, I want to be a beekeeper and I'm going to start a a honey business? That's a great question too, man. Um, Y'all asking a lot of great questions. (laughs) 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 You You know, I never once woke up and I still don't, I still haven't woken up ever and said to myself and thought to myself, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur. Like that's never <laughs> ever happened for me before. Uh, it was more like a pull. It, you know, I, I found out that I, I have a passion for people. I got a passion for making better places for these people. And I kind of just tripped and fell into this. And I saw different ways along the way. I found different ways that I can enhance the lives of folks and enhance what they're eating and enhance what they're experiencing. And that is what I've clung on to for so long. And, and it's pretty inter- interesting. Like, in order for me to be successful uh, as an entrepreneur, I have to, I can't take, I can't, like, think, okay, I'm in the honey business or I'm in the skincare business. Maybe my consumers need to think that, but me, I'm in the people business. It's, it's all mm-hmm. day long. I'm in the people business. I'm in the place. I'm in the experience business because that was what matters to folks nowadays, especially millennials, uh, especially um, the the generation after millennials. I think they're the Z generation or whatever generation. Um, but it's going to matter to them more and more. So right. that, that's where I have to be. And it's it's a you know it was never like okay I wanted to jump in. It, it's always it was I, I was pulled in this direction. So, um, yeah, because they're going to connect with your why. So what's interesting to me is now you're changing kind of your business model and you're going from honey, you're still going to sell honey, but you're going to actually go to skincare, which from a scale perspective um, is probably going to help you scale across the country or, or even bigger, right? Because you can use less honey to make your, to make your skincare um, products or um, and you were saying briefly on the break that you can actually use the wax as well. So it actually gives you more inventory to sell, correct? Oh, yeah. There's so many more doors that open when you're dealing with skincare. Uh, and in particular, the, and when you're following the top trends in skincare, uh, of which are, um, you know, natural ingredients, multifunctional products. Um, you know, folks are, are, are seeking more to want to, kind of customize and co-create their, their, their uh, products from your business. They want to connect with your brand. Um, 
they want uh you know they 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 want to buy they want to have a company that they believe in uh whose values are similar to theirs and you know with skincare you can really do that uh honey you know in my opinion honey's really cool and and I'm not trying to take away from the value of what I have been doing but you know I can scale up so much easier and so much w- w- with more bandwidth uh with skincare because like you know online if you look at honey sales online you know, it's not, like, outstanding at all. It's right. mostly people going to the store or, uh, you know, if they may buy some honey online. I don't know. But skincare, people, you know, it's really weird because you would expect folks to want to buy skincare at a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, that's not exactly the truth anymore. More and more people are buying skincare online. I think it's, like, 6% increase year over year as far as how many people want to buy their skincare online because you think they want to touch it and feel it. But, you know, I guess after they have that brand loyalty, they just get it online and they want that simplicity. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the, and if I may, like uh, one of the, maybe this is a good segue. Um, should, I, should I talk about the facility I'm doing right now? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So uh, I guess I will. <laughs> so um, <laughs> another one of the top top trends that are out there, and I kind of wanted to keep this secret because I didn't want people to be like, oh, I'm going to do this too. But uh, it is... On top of everything I, I just mentioned, like multifunctional skincare products, or um, you know, anti-aging, or uh, you know, customiz- customization, uh, multifunctional, all that stuff, there is one that uh, bigger companies like Sephora have have embraced, and that's uh, an experiential location. So, uh, what that means is a location where people can can go to to touch, feel. Uh, experience this product in the in the in the in, in the in the third dimension in the flesh, and um, that's what we're doing. So pretty much, we are at the very very beginning of our uh, beginning phases of creating this uh, experience just like that. It's it's going to be called Akron Honey Company Forage. So what what that means is if you've ever been to like a microbrewery before, like for uh, you know uh, you know that they make beer or whatever, it's going to be mm-hmm. like a, a skincare meets that. So uh, it's going to be a micro-production facility where folks can, you know, come to, to just, like, you know, I guess buy their skin care, but they can also t- uh, touch it, try it. So, um, they, can, they can just be a part of that, feel more part of the process, and so they can also see the transparency of that process. Um, so can I come imagine, see the bees like, at yeah, that yeah. point? I would the bees well, be well, there, and I could touch the bees, or no? Like, could I? You want to touch? Hold on, aren't, I thought you said you were afraid of bees. Or I am was, afraid uh, of bees. <laughs> <laughs> but are the bees going to be in the in the skincare experience? Yeah, you know, they they will. I'm not going to say there's going to be bees inside of a jar that you can rub all over your face. <laughs> but what you could, what, they're going to be related heavily to to this experience. So, you know, you've got byproducts of honeybees that are going to be used in, as a part of our, you know, uh, production process, like honey, like um, uh, like beeswax, or even something called propolis, which I'm extremely excited about. Do you all know what propolis is? No. no. Okay, see, that's, that's why I'm so excited about it. So propolis <laughs> is this, 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 <laughs> this resin that bees collect from pine cones, uh, the pine cone-bearing trees. They bring it back to the hive, and they, uh, 
and they they pretty much they kind of transform it into something called propolis, which they they use to seal up the hives so there's no drafts during the winter. Now, what it also does is pretty magical, um, and I got to tell you that like Egyptians have been the Egyptian culture has been using this for centuries. Um, so they it's, it's uh, propolis has also been found to uh, act against bacteria, fungus, viruses. Like I've, wow. we, we we found a way to infuse it into our skincare. Wow, and, um, amazing! It's not going to be. It's going to be kind of. It's still going to follow the same recipe as our honey, where it's going to be small batches, but it's going to be scalable batches, so that you know, like people, it's kind of crazy what this stuff does. Like I was like walking around town one time, and a lady stopped me, and she was like, "Hey, Wesley, um, I was at your Akron Honey Company Market Day, and I got and I tried your lip balm, and I was just like." Oh crap! She's about to say she broke out or something. <laughs> but yeah. Instead, said she's like, "I have blisters on my lips because like I eat tomatoes and the acid from the tomatoes um, makes my makes my lips break out in blisters." But I tried your lip balm, and two days after, all those blisters were gone, and I've never seen anything like that. I'm like, "Wow!" So uh, we had already infused that batch of of, of lip balm with propolis. Uh, that we that we harvest from our own hives. So we we realize, and I say we, I'll I'll, I'll explain the we. We realize that we're onto something really really big and innovative, and uh, uh, you know creative and effective. Um, Amazing. So that, I don't know, but I, I mean I'm not going to sit here and claim okay our lip balm heal your lips and right. people, you know. But I'm telling you, like Egyptians have been using that, and people today use it to heal their wounds and their scrapes and their cuts and things like that. That's so, amazing. Wesley, thank you for sharing all of this stuff so much already about um, about all your skincare products. And you heard it here first on Let's Get Radical, right? But <laughs> we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, you'll get to hear from more or more from Wesley and all about his skincare. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. 
It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and our guest today is Wesley Bright from Akron yeah. Honey. And um, Wesley was just telling us about his new space that he's working on, um, and that's going to be more of like an experimental is it going to be like a retail store and people can come in, buy stuff, and then also get their hands into the process? Is that, is that right? Yeah, over time. It's a, and it's, it's what we call an experiential location where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's where, you, where you engage in, in experiences. You don't just go there and say, okay, I want this or I want that. No, you, you, you go to this wall and it looks like art or something, but it's actually skincare that you're trying. So you just go up to the wall and just, you know, try some out or you, you know, try some lip balm. Or it, but, but at the same time, it's a micro-production facility, so it's going to look beautiful and the the processes will be very transparent and you can just be kind of a part of the story i see so are you going to be able to custom are people going to be able to customize what they want or they're just going to try different things that you have laid out for them well uh initially it's going to be uh, purchasing consumers will be able to purchase uh mm-hmm. the products that we have uh you know made already so a set amount of things um uh, and, and by the way, we're not going to have like ten different things. We're going we're to focus small, so let's focus on maybe four to five different uh, products, uh, including a keeper, a salve called Keeper Salve, or a, a mask called Keeper's Veil, or um, you know, a, a beard balm, a, a face scrub, uh, wow. some sort. And yeah, over time, though, over time, uh, we are trying. We are going to be. We're going to find a way to to evolve and to evolve the customization uh, where people mm-hmm. can really have a hand in the production process. And, uh, but it's tough, you know, at being so small, it's, it can, it's, uh, it's hard to, to do that. But at the same time, since we're small, we can adapt fast. Right, right. And so when yeah. do you anticipate this being open for people? All right. So uh, we're doing a, uh, uh, an opening on November 13th. It's going to be a market day so people can come in and, Check out the facility, and once again, we're operating out of one room out of our uh, uh, back half of a building. So it's not it's 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 going to be like eight to maybe ten months before we get things mm-hmm. the, the the equipment we need in there. But you know, November thirteenth, they can come on in. Um, and after that, if you just realistically, we're supposed to be open for you know the next month and a half after that, but. You know, just to, I'd say stay tuned uh, by just signing up to the new- newsletter at AkronHoneyCompany.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram because that's where you can really see the story evolve, and you can follow us um, at Akron Honey. 
uh, and on Twitter at Ak- Akron Honey, and on Facebook, Akron Honey Company. <laughs> okay, you know that was my next question: is how people can get in touch with you and and buy, you know, honey. You were saying during the break that um, you'll probably have some batches available um, mid November. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so right around the time for the holidays, where people want to buy things for people. Liz, um, I learned so much today all about honey and the bees. And I like, know. I really feel connected to the bees and honey and nature. And I know. so Wesley, you've done a phenomenal job today telling your story. I know like, I, because I feel like connected to the brand and, and I think so many small businesses need to connect um, people to their brands and help them understand what's important and special about what they do and why they do it. And I think Wesley has done a phenomenal job helping us to really understand all about his bees and why he likes his bees and how he takes care of them. And I, I don't know, it's just been a really cool show today. Correct, Liz? I agree. It was all about revitalizing people and a vacant lot and really just bringing community together and building something, which is, which has been pretty remarkable. And he's self-taught. I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed that you, this is such a technical, you know, art, I feel like, um, a science. So yeah. Thank you so much guys. Thank you. Cause I mean, as an entrepreneur, you guys know this and heard this before, but you know, at times it can be lonely because you're just like out yeah. there on your own doing it. So I appreciate the kind words that keeps that's a part of what keeps me going. Thank you. Yeah, and it's um it's been great having you, Wesley. And everyone, you know where to find us. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook. Let's get radical. You can always send Jody and I an email at Jody and Liz at Let's Get Radical dot org. We always say this. We're always looking for amazing entrepreneurs and business owners who are doing great things. Um, so contact us, please. And yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Well, can I say something? Thank you, can Wesley. I say something? Yes, of course. Real quick. Hey, if there are any bloggers out there, beauty bloggers, get in touch with <laughs> Mr. Wesley. I'm right here. I'm a keeper. And uh, <laughs> if you can get at me on Instagram or send me an email at keeper at uh, com. That would be amazing because I want to get the product in your hands so I can – I want to know what you feel about it because it's about you. It's not about what we have for you. It's about what you want. So please get in touch with me, bloggers, folks who love skincare and who can shout it out to the world. Thank you so much. There you go. There you go. Wesley, it's been a pleasure. And next week we will be here with you talking about customer experience. So join us. Take care. so much for tuning in to let's get radical please join liz gold and jody paydar again next tuesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america business channel this week it's time for you to get radical Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.